Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, Brittany Griner back on American soil after nearly 10 months in a Russian prison. The WNBA star's early morning return home, plus new details about the prisoner swap and why she had to cut her long hair. CBS's Weijia Jiang is at the White House on what's next for another American held in Russia, Paul Whelan. Senate shakeup. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema quits the Democratic Party and changes to an independent. CBS's Robert Costa's new reporting on the reasons behind the lawmaker's big move and what it means for the Democrats' new majority. Kids in handcuffs. Children as young as five years old in handcuffs. A CBS News investigation uncovers the disturbing cases in schools across the country. Our exclusive with Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, her warning about the popular app TikTok and how their data on American teens could end up in the hands of the Chinese government. And on the road, CBS's Steve Hartman on the triumphant return of the dancing grannies. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Tonight as we come on the air, we're monitoring a major coast-to-coast weather system set to bring snow over the weekend. And in just a moment, our CBS News investigation looking into why a growing number of kids in school, some as young as five, are being hauled away in handcuffs. But first, Brittany Griner is back in the United States one day after being released from a penal colony in Russia. The WNBA star and two-time Olympic gold medalist touched down this morning in San Antonio, Texas, where she was reunited with her wife. The nearly 10-month ordeal ended with a one-for-one prisoner swap for notorious Russian arms dealer Viktor Boot. Russian President Vladimir Putin saying today the future trades are possible. CBS's Weijia Jiang will start us off tonight from the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening to you, Nora. U.S. officials who traveled with Brittany Griner said she appeared to be in good health on the flight, describing her as gracious and happy. As for Putin's suggestion that even more Americans could come home, the White House is treating those words with more caution than optimism. 
After a grueling stint in a Russian prison, doctors are evaluating Brittany Griner at Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio. She landed in Texas this morning. She has been reunited with her wife, Sherelle. Uh, U.S. officials who met her on the ground said she was in very good spirits, appears to be in good health. For the first time, a glimpse into Griner's life behind bars, doing hard labor and sleeping in a bed far too tiny for her six foot nine frame. Griner's lawyer told ESPN that she chopped off her signature dreads because it was so frigid, her hair froze. Marine veteran Paul Whelan, imprisoned in Russia since 2018 on what the U.S. calls sham espionage charges, was not part of the exchange, which freed convicted arms dealer Viktor Boot, known as the merchant of death. Today, Vladimir Putin did not rule out more prisoner swaps, saying anything is possible. But Viktor Boot was the highest profile prisoner we had. So what else do we have? Well, we'll see. Um, Actions, not words. Uh, so we heard what Mr. Putin said. Now let's see what he and the, his officials are willing to do to help us get Paul home. A U.S. official tells CBS News that over the summer, Moscow proposed trading Whelan for a Russian assassin who was serving a life sentence in Germany, convicted of murder. The U.S. had no power to release the prisoner, and Berlin refused. Whelan's sister Elizabeth says President Biden called her, vowing not to leave him behind. I don't look for apologies, I look for action. And I am willing to be very plain spoken uh, about that. What I'm looking for is for us not to let one second, no grass grow under our feet over the next few weeks as we move forward trying to figure out how, how to get Paul back. The loudest critics of the boot grinder swap are Republicans who say this trade was just not fair to the U.S. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton tells CBS News that former President Trump had the option of swapping Victor Boot for Paul Whelan, but he declined. That was before Griner was detained. Nora. All right. Weijia Jiang, thank you. Back here in Washington, Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema made a surprise announcement that she's leaving the Democratic Party and is registering as an independent. CBS's Robert Costa reports the move has less to do with shaking up the Senate and more about her own political future. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema's decision to leave the Democratic Party stunned the political world. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box. Excuse us, guys. Cinema's move makes her a crucial wild card, forcing both parties to compete for her support, especially in a narrowly divided Democratic-controlled Senate, secured after the party's win in Georgia this week. 51. Her colleagues are publicly holding their fire. That I don't think it's going to greatly change the way the Senate is working right now. And Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said Cinema can hold on to her committee assignments. But privately, some Democrats are upset about her bolt from the party and worry she will further water down the Biden agenda. I just not worried about folks who may not like this approach. Along with West Virginia centrist Joe Manchin, cinema has at times been a challenge for the Biden White House, scrambling their attempt to pass sweeping voting rights legislation and siding with Republicans on some tax policies. Cinema is up for re-election in 2024 and several Democrats are eyeing bids against her. 
But by declaring her independence, she could avoid running in a Democratic primary and hope Republicans and moderates vote for her. Some Democrats in the state are outraged, and the senator's former campaign communications director called her defection a slap in the face. She simply announced today what many of us have known for years, that she's not a true Democrat. Right now, the two longtime independent senators routinely vote with the Democrats, but Senator Sinema's record could make her hard to predict. Nora. Robert Costa, thank you so much. Tonight, forecasters are watching a major storm system that could bring severe weather from coast to coast. It starts this weekend with up to four feet of snow and 100-mile-an-hour wind gusts in California's Sierra. By Monday, a blizzard will blow across the northern plains. As for the northeast, there will be some snow north and west of New York City Sunday night and possibly a lot more later next week. Tonight, the CDC is urging people in America's two largest cities to mask up as COVID cases are surging again. More than 45 million people live in communities with high levels of severe COVID cases. That's three times what it was last week. As CBS's Elise Preston reports, COVID isn't the only illness pushing hospitals to the brink. Mount Sinai Hospital in Nassau County, New York, is in surge mode, stretched to capacity and adding beds meant for rehab patients. How many beds are full? So right now the hospital really is at, at its normal full capacity. It's one of many hospitals across the country seeing an increase of people suffering from COVID, flu and RSV. So that's the current tridemic that people are talking about. And it's true, it's real. We're seeing increased numbers of cases since Thanksgiving. We probably have had over 300 cases of COVID come into our emergency room, about the same number of flu cases, about 50 RSV cases. Nationwide, cases of RSV are on the rise, combined with the worst flu season so far in over a decade. COVID cases are also up, nearly 50% since last week. In Los Angeles County, cases have soared nearly 63%, raising the possibility of a return to an indoor mask mandate if hospitalizations rise. But in New York, health officials are already calling for indoor masking in schools. We've gotten vaccinated, so I think you should have the choice. I'm choosing to, vac uh, to mask. I think if other people don't want to, I think they shouldn't have to. And with only 15% of adults having received the latest booster, today, Dr. Anthony Fauci urged people of all ages to get vaccinated. When you do that, you dramatically diminish the possibility of getting infected and also importantly, dramatically diminish the possibility that you're gonna get seriously ill requiring hospitalization. Now, according to the CDC, two new Omicron subvariants are to blame for nearly 70% of all new COVID infections, and they're resistant to some antibody treatments. So getting vaccinated is your best bet to stay safe. Nora? Elise Preston with that good information. Thank you. Now to news for parents uh, out there whose children are using that popular social media app, TikTok. Five states and the U.S. military have all banned the Chinese-owned platform on all government-issued devices due to cybersecurity risks. Multiple federal agencies are reviewing the app's security, including at the Treasury Department. For this Sunday 60 Minutes, it was one of the topics we wanted to ask Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen about. For parents of teenagers that spend a lot of time on TikTok, what are those legitimate national security concerns? Well, it's that um, private information could 
potentially um, end up in Chinese hands and um, used in ways that would negatively impact Americans. And there are a number of ways in which that could be that concern, um, if it's found to be significant, could be addressed. I feel like we're dancing around the issue with TikTok. I mean, what is it about that China could do with my teenager and the type of videos that they're looking at if they're looking at silly pet videos? Why does why is that a national security concern? Well, they have access to a lot of data on your teenager from um, the information that they collect while um, your teenager is online. You can see more of our interview about the economy and more with Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen this Sunday on 60 Minutes. We want to turn now to a concerning problem in our nation's schools. Mass shootings have made school security a top priority. But a CBS News investigation has uncovered some disturbing police arrests involving children as young as five for minor behavioral problems. National investigative correspondent Stephen Stock found many incidents involved disabled students. All right, don't move. You spit on me, I'll put a hood on you. In a North Carolina elementary school, a student with autism, handcuffed with his hands behind his back, pinned on the floor for 38 minutes. At one point, court records say, the officer puts his knee in the child's back. You ever been charged with a crime before? You ever been charged before? Okay, well, you're fixing to. That child was just seven years old. It was horrifying. When I arrived there and I picked my son up off the floor, he was limp, completely limp. So In case after case across the country, I don't want to hear it. we see the same scene played out. Federal data from the most recent school year available shows 715 students, fifth grade or younger, arrested at school. And our analysis found black, and disabled elementary students were disproportionately more likely to be arrested than white students or those with no disability. It's a deep, deep concern for, for all of us. Catherine Lehman with the Office of Civil Rights at the U.S. Department of Education investigates cases like this. It is deeply distressing to me to see that there are students who are treated differently in school, and it looks like they're treated differently because of who they are. Hey, sweetie, how are you? After ranking in the top 10 in elementary arrests nationally, Georgia changed its approach in 2018. Yeah, yeah there you go, five. They now train SROs to stop arresting and instead nurture every student. Since then, they say arrests have dropped to zero. The answer isn't always the legal process. The answer isn't always putting him in the criminal justice system. Stephen Stock, CBS News, Statesville, North Carolina. And tonight we have an urgent health warning, especially for parents traveling with children. About one in every 600 flights in the U.S. has a medical emergency. And now there's a group of doctors that are sounding the alarm about inadequate airline medical kits. We get more now from CBS's Omar Villafranca. Matt Lubtak was flying with his 11-year-old daughter, Sophia, when her eyes started swelling and her airway began to close. It's obviously a clear allergic reaction to something. Right. Nothing that I have seen with her in, in the past, I knew an EpiPen was what I needed. The flight attendant tells me we don't have those. Commercial airlines are required by the FAA to carry emergency medical kits, which include epinephrine to treat allergic reactions. 
but they aren't required to have it in pre-measured doses that are easy to administer using a device like an EpiPen. And all I kept thinking of is I, I'm going to lose my daughter. Luckily, a doctor on board was able to measure the correct pediatric dose of epinephrine from the kit, and Sophia survived. I would never want another parent to go through that feeling of this could be it. In 2019, the Aerospace Medical Association, which advises the FAA, along with the American Academy of Pediatrics, recommended the kits carry additional items, including electronic blood pressure cuffs, auto injectors for epinephrine, and pediatric doses of epinephrine, antihistamines, and pain relievers. Dr. Brian Moore advised on the recommendations. These are very small changes that could make the difference in the life and death of the child. The FAA told CBS News it is currently reviewing the emergency medical kit requirements. Making changes would require a rulemaking process. CBS News reached out to seven major U.S. airlines, and they all said their medical kits comply with FAA requirements. The seven major airlines that CBS News spoke with all said passenger safety is their top priority. Flight attendants are also trained to deal with in-flight medical emergencies. Nora, doctors say everyone, especially parents, should bring whatever medication they think they may need onto the plane with them and not in their checked baggage. Such an important reminder. Really interesting. Omar Villafranca, thank you so much. Well, a cliffside collapses onto a California beach. Why officials say the danger may not be over. That's next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A CBS News helicopter captured a dramatic landslide today in Southern California. Rocks and dirt tumbled down a 200-foot cliff onto a pickup truck parked below on the beach in Palos Verdes Estates. No one was hurt, but officials do worry that significant rain this weekend could cause more hillsides to give way. CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road with a dance group's triumphant return following a heartbreaking tragedy. That's next. There are few things in life like the power of friendship. They can bring you joy in the best of times and help you heal during the difficult ones. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. 64-year-old Betty Strang of Greenfield, Wisconsin is getting ready for an anniversary. The anniversary of a terrible day she can neither forget nor remember. I don't remember anything from that day. One year ago, a red SUV tore through a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, 
killing six and injuring more than 60 others, including Betty Strang, who suffered a traumatic brain injury. Betty was part of a dance team called the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies, which lost three members that day, but gained something too. When I got home from the hospital, I know I emailed the grannies to say I was home, and they were so supportive, like, oh, thank you. you we know. assembled a few of the dancers and found a bond. I knew they were all there for me. Almost like family. And that's what kept me sane. I don't think we could have done it without each other. I really don't. Betty, I'm so glad you're back with us. By March, the grannies were already practicing again. Still recovering, but I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> and this week, they returned to walk the same street in the same parade. For some members like Betty, who at one point couldn't imagine leaving the house, this coming out was an absolute triumph. But for all members, the parade was also a chance to send a message. A message to anyone along the route who might be marching down a comeback trail of their own. Think about the grannies. They came back, I can too. I plan to dance with the grannies forever. It's a group of feisty women here, so, <laughs> yeah. Feisty role models of resilience. Stop! Who turned out to be much tougher than their pom-poms would imply. Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. Feisty and fierce with their friendships. Love them. All right, a police helicopter replaced Santa's sleigh for a special delivery in Los Angeles. That story's next. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, Santa Claus didn't wait for Christmas Eve to deliver presents to some good boys and girls this week. Instead of a sled, Santa flew in an LAPD SWAT helicopter. St. Nick then propelled down a building as he brought gifts to pediatric patients at a hospital in Los Angeles. The visit was part of the 31st annual Toys and Joys, which brings holiday cheer to thousands of children and their families every year. That is some good cheer. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night, and I hope you have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. 
And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly oh well that's good yeah i expected i expected you to lay into me well this was over the strike period oh i had time yeah See, that, that does that doesn't count <laughs> sure i responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment yeah and i felt like i had something to get up for every yeah. day so thank you for that listen to the late show pod show with stephen colbert wherever you get your podcasts